Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. Hello everyone! What's up and welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host Imani, obviously. We are in episode 30, y'all. It is episode 30. How cool is that? Like 30 weeks, 30 epi- Well, it's been a little bit more than 30 weeks because y'all know I skipped just a couple, just a couple, nothing too crazy. But it's been 30 episodes already and we're just gonna keep going y'all like it's never gonna stop I was trying to think about like when I would end season one but I just am not ready like I have no desire to like take some time off because it's so attainable for me to do right now I love doing it and I haven't done it long enough where I feel like I want to take a break so my seasons may be looking like 100 episodes and then that's season one (laughs) I don't know um, and plus I want to do like a cool new shoot for season two and I'm just not ready to change up the vibes of the pictures because I, you know, it's still, it's a new podcast. So we're going to be in season one for a while. So you're stuck with me for a good hot second before you get a break. Alrighty. Anyway, happy Friday. If you're listening to this today on a Friday, if you, I don't know when you listen to it, but happy whatever day it is when you're listening to this podcast, it is already February y'all February you know usually I feel like January takes forever but this year January went by fast like the year is already not playing games with us we're gonna look up and it's gonna be Christmas again which usually I'm excited for but this year I'm actually excited for summer I don't know what it is I feel like it's gonna be a really good summer I feel like the vibes are immaculate already like with the year And maybe I'm just pumped because Beyonce's going on tour this summer. But, you know, like, I feel like even outside of that, this summer is going to be so much fun and there's so much to look forward to for, at least for me, I feel like. I feel like it's going to be a good year. And I hope it's a really good summer and year for y'all too. But we just need to be outside, like, having a good time, enjoying the sun, going out, like, I don't know, just being hot and cute. Like, we're too young to not just be, what did Kylie Jenner say in, like, one of the episodes? She was like, I'm young and hot, so I need to have my ass and titties out. Exactly. Like, that's how I feel at this point. Like, we're never going to be as young as we are right now, no matter what age that is for you. Like, so you might as well, you might as well just show out. So that's what I'm planning to do this summer, just having a really good time. And so I'm actually excited for it. And then another thing too, like, I think I've just full... I think I just feel real cute because I've been working out for the past few weeks, like almost like I think like a month consistently working out and eating better, and I'm seeing the results. Like I feel a little snatcheroni, like I feel cute, and I feel like when you're confident in your body, summer's better because I think I talked about this before, but you just like want to dress how you want to dress, and you don't feel like you're covering yourself. Um, and that's what I'm excited for too because I'm already seeing the results. I'm seeing the benefits of like just consistently going to the gym and I don't feel the pressure at the gym like I just kind of go every day and that feels really good so I feel like I haven't really ever been in that kind of mindset before just getting up and going without the intention of like oh I have a pageant to get ready for like like a crazy man you know like I actually am getting up and going to the gym for myself 
Um, but I think because of all those things, that's why I'm excited for the summer. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. I realized I did not promote that episode like 0% at all. I didn't promote it at all. Not a single post about it. I think I did one post on my story and that was it. I don't know what happened. I just didn't. February is full of gems. Like it's the second month of the year. It is my birthday month. Aquarius gang. Like it's my birthday. Hella cute. It is Beyonce's month because she just announced her tour dates which we're going to talk about all this stuff, but she just announced her tour dates. And then most of all, it is a Black History Month. Woo! And that is why we are all gathered here today, because we are going to be talking about Black Excellence, Black History Month, and just like everything, just like my life experiences and what Black culture has done for all of us. I am not here to try to lecture you about anything. We are not going to be diving. We are not going to be talking about anything heavy on today's episode if you know what I mean. We're going to keep it light and fun and black excellence at its po- at its peak. But anyway, let's start with the dates. Let's start with Beyonce. Let's start with Beyonce. Okay, so the dates were announced and tell me why. Well, obviously I'm on the West Coast and I feel like everyone caters to the East Coast when they announce something, launch something. So we over here just sleep, just sleep, slumber <laughs> On the West Coast, I, I happened to wake up like at six something in the morning to go pee. And I was like, something told me to just look at my phone. I looked at my phone and my friend Andrea texted me like, wake up now, Beyonce. I was like, when I tell you my eyes were like bug eye, like Alex rolled over and he said, I look like, basically look like a crackhead. Like I was just bugged, just bugged as can be like why he said I was so wired looking because I was frantically typing frantically on my phone and it was like six o'clock in the morning so that's how I woke up to that news and then from there I just couldn't go back to sleep like I went to the gym and I could not focus at the gym I had a full-on like panic attack I had to call my mom to like calm me down because I just kept thinking about this tour and I was texting everyone all my friends were all like texting and trying to figure out our game plan and talking about what the ticket prices could be and all this other stuff like you, I mean, you guys saw the internet. The internet went crazy with these tour dates being announced. So I immediately signed up for, I immediately signed up for the pre-sale. So I signed up for San Francisco, LA, and Seattle because regardless, I'm going to this tour. Like, I don't care if I'm sitting on top of the stadium. If I'm wherever I am, I'm, I'm going to be there. So that's never the question because I always make my way to a Beyonce concert. But it's just scary because we don't know you know, like the whole thing with Taylor Swift, like the tickets were going crazy. And I'm like, I can't be having that. Like I, kudos to Taylor Swift fans and the Swifties out there because y'all went through the ringer and I hope that your sacrifice helped the beehive get our shit together. You know what I mean? Like I hope that worked out. I hope this works out for us. Anyway, I'm really nervous about that. So I think thinking about all of that made me like literally dead ass have like a panic attack on the treadmill. (laughs) Like I, if you're not, a super fan of somebody you're not going to understand why this why you feel like this but if you are a super fan of a celebrity or a team or whatever you know this feeling of just like overwhelmed and you're just so excited also the picture that she dropped with the tour like oh uh, she just and she has us on a chokehold in a way I've never seen before like mind you we have no visuals for this album she barely talks about the album she doesn't talk about it at all actually she don't even post about it And yet she has everyone in a chokehold. We didn't even know that she was about to be in Dubai. 
a couple weeks ago. And now, and she was in Dubai. And now she's like, here are your tour, here are your tour dates. Like, it's just, it's hard being a Beyonce fan. Like, if you know, you know. It is hard because we just be out here in the trenches. But she always delivers with a performance. So that's what, you know, she makes up for. She makes up for it by being so iconic and being the definition of that girl. So all that to say, I will be at the Beyonce concert and I will be spending a pretty penny. We don't know the prices of it. And I don't even know how I will get the money for it, if I'm being honest. But the money will come and the money will be there and the tickets will be bought, okay? And I will be close. I've always said... I've gone to like, what, four Beyonce concerts? I've always said that one of her concerts, I have to be close. Like, I just have to be. I have to be close. And this is the concert. You know, like, every artist has that one tour that it's like, this is the one. This is her tour. Even if she went on like three more tours after this, Renaissance is the album. It is the tour that you need to be at. I promise you guys. Like, I promise you. I will bet money on it. Like, this is going to be her best tour to date. So I have to be in the front, or at least close enough. And rumor has it, like, I saw the diagram of what the the stadium's going to look like. And it is, like, she has a section called Club Renaissance. And apparently there's a bar in the section because it's going to give club vibes. Like, we're just going to be all partying together. I don't know the price of that, but my friend said they did some research. And it seems like it's going to be like 400 around that price range. Which, if that's the price range, I would be ecstatic. Because I'm over here thinking I'm about to spend like $1,200. Like, that is like my max is like 1200 Because I deadass have to be close enough. So, we'll see. If, it, if it's $400 to be in that section, the, consider that a, a steal, bitch. Like, I would feel like I saved money if it's $400. So, that's where I am with Beyonce. Um... Other than that, um, that's pretty much my life right now. <laughs> like I said, it's my birthday month. I'm an Aquarius. I love Aquariuses. Like, who's an Aquarius? Megan Thee Stallion. That's all you need to know. Megan Thee Stallion's an Aquarius, and that tells you a lot already because she is that girl. She's fun, funny, just good vibes, you know? So, yeah, Aquarius is all the way. And this month for my birthday, like you guys know, I've talked about this before, but it's actually like literally like 10 days away. I leave for the cruise. We're going to the Bahamas. And I'm so excited because it lands on Valentine's Day while we're there. And then we get back on my birthday. And it's like my birthday Valentine's Day trip. So I'm super, super excited. I finally checked out of my cart and got a bunch of new outfits because I'm extra. Which now looking back, I'm like, I should not have bought those outfits because that could have been money for my Beyonce ticket. But it is what it is. I needed new outfits because always. Like I'm going somewhere new. I, these are the... This is the perfect opportunity for pictures and vlogging and TikToks. So I'm like, clearly I need new outfits. And I want to like bright colors. Like I feel like when I go out here, I always wear like black or black's just easy. But when you're going to the Bahamas and a cruise doing the tropical thing, you got to have on some bright outfits. So got my new outfits, checked out on my car. It should be here next week. So just in time for me to like try everything on. And pick up any last minute things that I might need. But I'm just so excited to like take a break. And it's like a week long vacation. And it's much needed for the both of us. So I'm just thrilled. And I've always wanted to go on a tropical vacation. So just like me and Alex chilling at the beach with the views. You know at the poolside. He doesn't drink but me with the drink. And it's just like a cruise has everything in one setting. So we can go 
on, we can do karaoke, we could watch a live show, we could see a comedy show, we could watch like a Broadway type show. There's just so many different things to do on a cruise where you're never, you should never ever be bored. Like it's honestly overwhelming a cruise because you are constantly missing out on something, honestly. But yeah, I'm just so excited to do that for my birthday. And then I'm still thinking about what I want to do like with my friends. If I want to do something, it's like around the corner. So I might not do anything if I'm being honest. Like maybe if I like set up a last minute girls dinner, I'll text my friends last minute like, hey, you want to go to dinner? I look cute as hell. And hopefully everyone's down, but we'll see what happens. But overall, I'm excited. It's going to be a great year for myself. I can feel it in my bones. I also have an exciting guest coming on the podcast soon. I'm not really sure what date. It was just solidified today that I am going to have this person on the podcast. So it's super exciting for me. Um, Yeah, it's it's super exciting. And I can't wait to record that episode and show you guys who it is. But enough about me. Well, we're still going to talk about me in this podcast because it's Dear Imani, obviously. So before we move into like Black History Month and all that kind of stuff, I wanted to go talk about some TikTok drama really fast. Just just real quick, bear with me real, real quick. Because I love it. I just, I love TikTok. It's just so good. And there's like two drama things happening and I just have to get it off my chest. Because I really feel like we're all besties, you know, talking. So when I get it, when I get this microphone out, it's like free game. Like I'm just like, Let's just chat. And what's on my mind is the TikTok drama. So for starters, the Michaela and the mascara. If you know, you know. If you don't know, basically this influencer, Michaela, she she had a deal with L'Oreal, put some mascara on, and everyone thinks that she actually put a false lash on, so that would make a false advertisement. Anyway, the internet, the internet blew up, and Jeffree Star and all these OG makeup people came back to life and started recording on TikTok and talking about how the real beauty influencers are back and all this drama and everyone was talking about it. Anyway, Michaela posted the other day or whatever, some days ago back on TikTok, but she didn't acknowledge it at all. She didn't acknowledge the scandal, the drama, not even a little bit. (laughs) She went right into her regular scheduled programming of reviewing products and doing makeup looks. Like, (laughs) and honestly... I thought it was kind of iconic. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was iconic for her not to say something. And this is what this taught me. Us as viewers always expect these influencers or content creators or celebrities to give us apologies. We're so used to a known figure messing up and then they go on an apology tour or they're crying on a video apologizing for something or having to you know, be like, I didn't mean this or I didn't mean that. Or like just trying to recover from their quote unquote mistake. And so I realized from Michaela not saying anything, it really shook people and took people. It really shook people and like caught us off guard because we're like, wait, that's not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to apologize. You're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to acknowledge this drama and talk to us about the drama. Like, what are you doing? And she just was like, nope. Because at the end of the day, this was not a serious big deal. She put on a fake lash to promote a a mascara. Probably something that L'Oreal told her to do. It's really not that big of a deal. Most makeup companies do this. Like, even even if a picture says unfiltered, it probably is a little bit touched up. Like, let's be real. Even if a picture is about mascara, there could be a little bit of wispies in your eye, on your eye to make the mascara look better. Everybody does that. Food companies do it. That You're not really looking at ketchup dripping off of a burger. That's like 
oil dyed red. Like, it's all false advertising, and I thought we knew that, but I guess we expect, like, influencers to have this certain type of integrity. I don't know. Um, and, I, and I get it. I get it. I get it. Because we're buying the product, and we should know the truth. So I get both sides. But it just wasn't that big of a deal. If we're taking, if we're talking about the grand scheme of things, of life, like, people are, this is the definition of literally, Kim, people are dying. You know what I mean? Like, it's mascara. It's not like she had a black face. It's not like she said the N-word. Like, she literally put on a falsie and then promoted a, la- a mascara. It's not that big of a deal. Anyway, she didn't acknowledge it. And I just thought it was iconic because I'm just like, you don't really owe us anything. And you have every right to continue your life without acknowledging something. Like, and that goes for all of us. Like, if someone is talking about you or someone, yeah, someone's talking about you, you don't have to acknowledge them. You can literally ignore them. You can ignore everybody. It's your right to ignore people. (laughs) Like, I just thought it was kind of iconic. And it kind of taught me a lot about the internet because she did that. The next piece of drama is, okay, if you guys are familiar with the show, the show Cheer and like Navarro Cheer on Netflix, anyway, it's a cheer show. And the drama on TikTok right now gagged me. Like this gagged me more than Beyonce and Optical Tour dates. Like my mouth was on the freaking floor. So if you're familiar with Cheer, you need to go look up this drama. Anyway, I'm about to tell you about it right now. But, okay, two of the people on the team, Ladarius and Gabby. By the way, what we know from Ladarius is that he's hella gay. Like, like he's just on the show just giving gay, like, period. You know, like, slay queen. But him and Gabby is, like, a really, really known cheerleader. Even before the show, she was, like, in the cheer competition world. Like, she's always been that girl, and she is extremely talented. I'm not really sure where this drama stemmed from, but I think there's like a lot of little things. Like I think Gabby was like in blackface. Like why are people in blackface? Let's just talk about that really fast. Like why is it that people's, if you dig into people's history, it's like, oh, I did blackface once. So sorry. It's like, why? Why'd you do blackface once? Like what? <laughs> like I don't even understand why that is in so many people's like past. It's so wild to me. Like I just can't, like there's nothing in my past that someone could say, oh, Imani said this, like, racial or homophobic thing or like she tweeted this like I just don't have anything in my past to to that for that to come up like I feel like that is so crazy but you know to each its own I guess but I guess she had this blackface blackface photo because she I guess she said it was the part of the hazing ritual at Navarro and it didn't really have anything to do with black people it was just like paint your face but I don't really know anyway I think Ladarius like by the way, Ladarius is black if you didn't catch that from the name. <laughs> but um, I don't. I, I think that he tried to back her up and kind of be like, you know, she didn't know or it is a part of the hazing and blah, blah, blah. I guess there's some more drama. I don't know what happened. But anyway, he was on his TikTok and going off about Gabby. And he was like, the only reason why I backed Gabby up was because we were sleeping together. And I was like, what, 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 rewind that back. Sleeping together, like ma'am like last time I checked I was like miss girl sleeping together I what's going on and the comments were obviously flooded with like sleeping together sleeping together why are you sleeping together and he posted a video of them kissing like making out and laying up together and when I tell you my mouth was on the floor like they were sleeping together like they were a couple this whole time and it's just wild like if you don't watch cheer you're probably like Imani, I do not care. What are you talking about? But 
I just had to let it out because it's the most, it's so wild. And even this morning, like me and my friends are still going back and forth about like the drama. Like Gabby posted, she went on live and her voice was shaking. She was shook at the drama because he had all the receipts. Ladarius had receipts for everything that people tried to bring up on him. He had the receipts and was posting it like crazy. That's why you should always keep tabs and stuff because you just never know what could happen or people try to lie on your name. You could just boom, here's your receipt. Anyway, that is a TikTok drama for the for the week. And I just, if I wasted your time by updating you on that, I'm so sorry. But if you're like me, you're on TikTok and you know the tea. So let's get into what this episode is actually about, which is Black History Month. Black History Month is here, the, the month of black excellence, where every day is about where it is about black people and you're just really proud to be black. And if you're listening to this and you're not black, still, happy Black History Month. Like, it's a time for you to educate yourself and to learn and to maybe shop black businesses, support black creators, and just, like, surround yourself with blackness. Like, it's so great that we have this month and there's, like, Hispanic Heritage Month. We month We just finished, like, Lunar New Year. Like, all these opportunities for all of us to learn more about people's cultures and know what life is like for them in the world, you know? And I think that's super important for all of us. So to kick off Black History Month, if you guys didn't see, I launched something called Black Girls Doing Life. And I talked about this on my Instagram and the page is live and I'm just super excited. But Black Girls Doing Life. What the, What is this, Imani? What it is, is basically think Pinterest, but for like black and brown girls. So the story behind it is a couple years ago, I was trying to make a vision board on my computer for the new year. And I just wanted simple pictures of like, like what I use example on, I use example, I wanted to drink more water and I was just literally looking for a picture of a girl holding water. Like, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, like cute Pinteresty vibe kind of pictures. And I was literally looking for that. I could not find a black hand holding a water bottle in the cute Pinteresty way. And I was like, why is it so difficult to find like simple everyday tasks that would go on someone's vision board or mood board, but with black skin? And it kind of irritated me. But, you know, I was like, whatever, like, let me just use basically white hands. Like, let me just use what I can I can find. So I made my vision board. It was cute. And the next couple of years, I realized that it was still happening. And I was like okay, there needs to be a change. There there needs to be a change. Like we need a place where, we need a place where black and brown girls can find themselves and be able to create these cute, aesthetically pleasing mood boards and vision boards, or even like adding it to their story for inspiration. Like we need a place like that. So I was like, let me just make it myself. Like, you know what they say, like if there's not a seat at the table, build your own damn table. And that's what I was like, I'm going to do that. So I started working last month on this page called Black Girls Doing Life. And I made the graphics for it. I started going around taking pictures of my everyday activities and posting it. And then if you look on the page, you can see like I compare the pictures a lot. Like I'll show like me holding flowers and I'll say, um, following black girls in real life, following black girls doing life. And then I'll show a picture of like a white girl holding flowers and it says, when you type in girl with flowers on Pinterest. So this idea is not to like compare and contrast, but what happens when you type in girl with flowers or girl with this or girl doing this onto Google or 
on Pinterest, the first thing that pops up will not be black women or honestly any woman of color because we're just not the standard. We're not the first choice necessarily. So if I'm looking for a girl with flowers, immediately it's going to be a bunch of white girls. And not that black girls don't take pictures with flowers. It's just that we're not going to be pushed at the top of the search. Like after every search, I've my whole entire life, I've had to type in black girl at the end. And if you're not black, this is something that you're learning right now. So like if I'm looking for a picture of some sort, I have to type in like girl with flowers, black girl or girl with ponytail, black girl. I always have to put black girl just so I can see someone that looks like me. It doesn't just pop up. I can't change how Google pops up and I can't change how Pinterest pops up. But what I can change is creating a space and a community where black and brown girls can find themselves in aesthetically pleasing content and we can use it for ourselves and our vision boards and our mood boards. So that is where Black Girls Doing Life was born. And I'm just so excited because once I launched it yesterday, the response was super encouraging and exciting. And I also love that there was so like there was quite a few of like non-black girls following the account. And that made me so happy because like when something is for black people, it doesn't mean that like white people or other non-black people cannot support it. Like that is not what that means at all. Like I know there was like a kind of a controversy with the hair oil because the like famous TikToker Alex Earl was using, I don't even know what how it said, like Melly or Mael um, hair oil to grow her hair. And people kind of blew up in the sense of like, now all the people are going to go shop for it and it's going to be sold out everywhere and that's made for black people. And I totally understand that feeling of like, dang, like we have this product that helps our hair and now everybody wants to use it. But at the same time, it's like everyone is allowed to use it. And this black entrepreneur is now a multi-millionaire, like even more so than she already was because she made a product that was ultimately for everyone's hair, but it was catered for black women's hair. But now everyone is using it and loving it. And I can't be mad at that. Like I'm happy for the entrepreneur that is making a shit ton of money now because everyone's using this product. And all that to say, like I was excited to see so many people following the account because even though you might, you, you're not going to see yourself in the account because it's made for black and brown women, but you can support it and you can enjoy the journey, which is a beautiful thing. So that was like a little bit, be, that was a little bit of why I wanted to do black girls and why I wanted to do black girls doing life. So what I hope for it is I hope for it to become, like I said, this community where like right now it's just a bunch of pictures of a bunch of pictures of me and my hands or like I was going to say my body parts, but that sounds risque. But you know what I mean? Like my hands and me holding things. But I want it to be a place where sooner or later, all black and brown girls are hashtagging black girls doing life. And then I can take those pictures and post them post them on the black girls doing life Instagram page. And then you can take them and use them for your whatever you want to use them for, for your own inspiration. You know, um, I just want it to be this place where a place where everyone knows they can come to to find themselves, you know, and use that content. So that's my long-term goal for it, um, where it's just like a bunch of different women on there. And and 
I follow pages that are like community kind of pages. There's this one page called Every Girl and they post a lot of inspirational things and things for women and things for girls. And I want it to be that kind of page where like it just takes off and it's just like a community page. So we'll see what happens with it. Like I'm going to reach out to some brands for collaborations and all of that. But the gist of it is aesthetically pleasing, cute content, Pinteresty style stuff for black and brown girls. So you guys should follow it. Black Girls Doing Life. How you can help or if you want to join the community per se, like if you're a black or brown girl and you're out there, say you're at brunch or you're taking a hike or whatever, take a picture of, you know, like your hand holding your water bottle or your hands holding um, your hands holding the mimosa or you got your nails done, take a picture of your nails and send it to me. Like you can DM me, um, I you can message me, text me, DM me, you can email at hello at blackgirlsdoinglife.com and just send your pictures of you living your best aesthetically pleasing life. And we're going to just build this community together. So that is how I wanted to start off Black History Month because I've been working on this for about a month. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to launch it on the first day of Black History Month on the same day as Beyonce launched her tour dates. Like, so that's how you know this is about to be iconic. Okay. So what's so cool about Black History Month is that we just learn so many new things every day, I feel like. Even as a black person, I am always learning. Like the whole year of 2020, I learned so much about myself and my people. Like it is crazy because just because you're a certain race doesn't mean you know everything. Like I don't know everything about black people. I grew up completely different than the next black person. Like obviously we're not all the same. <laughs> so I feel like I'm learning every single day. And that's what I love about Black History Month because I'm like, whoa, I did not know that about my people. And the biggest thing that I've always learned is that so many things we use on a day-to-day -day are because of black people. Like if you, I saw this really cool TikTok of this girl like going through her, her whole day as if black people didn't invent what they invented and she could barely do anything. Like her whole day consisted of things that black people have invented. So if you like do some of your own research and it's like the perfect month to educate yourself, um, you'll notice that you barely can't finish your day. You literally can't even start or finish your day without a black person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is the craziest, craziest thing. It is so cool. And I've like learned that every year during Black History Month because there's just so much knowledge to be spread and it's really cool. But speaking of history, I just want to talk about my, you know, my own little history because your girl is a, is a history maker. So let's start with, I was the first black Miss Washington Teen USA and still the only black Miss Washington Teen USA in all of the history of the pageant, which is pretty wild to think about because not that Washington is like the most diverse place, but it's not like a hick town, you know? Um, I, I just think it's probably because there's not a lot of black girls that compete in pageants in general. I mean, you find it more often now, but like when I was growing up doing pageants, that was not the norm at all. So I was the first black Miss Washington teen USA. And I remember one of my comments on my first official picture that was posted on the Facebook. Um, someone commented affirmative action. So what? Like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and basically what they meant by that is like, I won because I was like a token black girl that had to win for, I had to win for affirmative action, you know, um, circumstances, which was crazy because if you watch the pageant, I was very much supposed to win. Like I, I have been doing pageants for 20 years since I was five years old. Like I know how to do a pageant 
And I know I didn't win anything because of affirmative action. Let's be very clear. <laughs> but that was one of the first comments that I saw. And honestly, it didn't really bother me because I was like, whatever, like delete comment. I think I reported it for like abuse and terrorism because <laughs> I'm dramatic. Um, so the comment was gone. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But it's just crazy how even when you do something so cool, people will find a way to try to tear you down, which we know that's the inter- that's the way the internet works, right? But I was the first black Miss Washington teen USA, so kudos to me. Then years later, I became only the second black Miss Washington USA. So in like the 60 editions of this pageant, I'm only the second black title holder and still the only black teen title holder, which is really insane. But you know, like hopefully those numbers go up eventually. <laughs> And then to end it all off in my pageant career, I was the first and so far only Miss USA contestant to wear braids, like, and to wear braids in such a time in our country. Like, as you guys know, I was Miss Washington USA 2020, and I don't even need to go into 2020 because we already know what 2020 was about, (laughs) but you know what I mean by that was a time to be wearing some braids. And I made that decision just because one, I just felt beautiful in the braids and I was like, I'm about to slay. And then two, I knew that it could make an impact. And after I wore braids, I got so many messages. There were so many tweets like from strangers like, okay, Washington in the braids. And I've seen so many girls and little girls wear braids on stage now, which is so crazy to me because I'm like, I really did that. Like you watched Miss USA and you went to your pageant. It was like, yeah, I'm going to wear braids. And now I even have coaching clients that are like, yeah, I'm going to wear braids for the pageant. And I'm like, you're doing that and you're telling me that because you know I'm going to support that and you know you're doing that because I did that. Like, I kind of ate with that. So I'm patting myself on the back. If you can hear that, that's me patting myself on the back for being an icon. What? So that's my own little black history and black excellence. And honestly, I feel like I am black excellence every single day, but those were just three things that I did that were like actually historic. (laughs) Okay. So as we know, black people influence pretty much everything we do, like besides the inventions, which we're going to go into some cool inventions that black people have made, but from the fashion, the music, the culture, the words, the slang, the lifestyle, everything that we do, everything that we do and everything that's popular, everything that is cool is because of black people. And acknowledging that is not a bad thing, you guys. Like I feel like sometimes when that's acknowledged. It feels like black people just want credit or like only we could do this or only we can have that. And that's not what we're saying. At least that's not what I'm saying. I think it's great that everyone can, everyone can utilize the culture and everyone can benefit from the culture. I think where we go wrong is where, when we don't acknowledge that it came from the culture, you know what I mean? Like a prime example would be braids or like a do-rag or the clean girl aesthetic, that's like the biggest, that's the biggest one that I can think of right, right now. And what that is, it's like, okay, like on TikTok right now, the clean girl aesthetic is like your hair slicked back in a bun in the middle part, lip gloss, dewy skin, that kind of look. And they've called it the clean girl aesthetic. And the thing is, or like in gold jewelry and gold hoops, right? The thing is that black and brown women, black and Latino women have always worn gold hoops and gold jewelry and chunky gold hoops. And for a long time, that was looked at as ghetto, like in a bad way. Like, oh, that's ghetto. Like you got long nails, you got gold jewelry on and you got this 
popping lip gloss on. That is a look that we have always had. Like, we have always had our hair slicked. Like, think of a Latina woman. A slicked back bun for the gods. What? <laughs> Brown liner. That's what we look like. That's what our culture has. And then to be to have it renamed as clean girl aesthetic, that's what the irritating part is. It's that that's where it becomes irritating because it people forget where that look came from. It's not that the look exists and that people are doing it. I don't have no problem with people wearing gold jewelry and slick back buns. Like nobody can own that. But I think it's fair that people want it to be acknowledged, right? Where it came from. Take fashion. We'll start with fashion. Streetwear. The idea of wearing like those matching sets that we wear and they're like kind of oversized. Where do you think that comes from? Like who do you think dressed like that first? Black people in streetwear, baggy clothes. Like that's who dressed like that first. The gold jewelry, the hoops, the chunky hoops, the nails, the long nails. Who do you think wore that stuff first? Black people. All these trendy things that we do and that we wear is coming from the black culture. And you can participate. But just having that in the back of your mind, so when before you are quick to call something a new trend, just think about it for a second. Just hold your horses because I promise you it's probably not new. It's like fashion. It's like it's like when we're like, oh, baggy mom jeans, and then like Gen Z thinks it's like a new thing. But it's like, no, like people have been wearing mom jeans forever. Like that's where it came from, like the 90s, right? It's just like you have to remember that you didn't always invent something and it has a past. And for a lot of black people, it can feel irritating when something's rebranded or gets like a feature in vogue. And they're like, new head silk wrap. And it's like, sis, that's a bonnet. We've been wearing bonnets since the beginning of time to protect our hair, to protect our hair from these pillowcases. You know, it's not a new silk silk wrap for you to for you to wear. And it's like, it's not trendy. And you can wear it, you can, you can wear it, it's fine. But like, know where it came from and why it's important. You know what I mean? And so another thing is music. Like, Black culture has changed the music game forever. Like, black music is in jazz, is in country, it's in pop, it's in, like, literally everything. You look at the top 40 music right now, influenced by black music. Um, the most poppin' artists, Beyonce, <laughs> are black, black women. If you look at K-pop, I mean, that alone is literally giving black in itself. Like the the words, the lyrics, the the outfits, the dance moves, the sound. It's literally black. <laughs> um, all of it, you know? And then you have like slang and words. Like well, it's giving Miss Girl, Miss Mama. It's like it's all coming from black, gay, you know, that whole uh, this whole community of people. It's always coming from us. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that. And I'm not saying you have to acknowledge it every day. Like, wake up and be like, before I say it's giving, I have to acknowledge that it was made by black people in the gay community. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. But it's just like, you know, just something to think about, especially in February, since we're all trying to be educated queens, you know. Or if you see like, or or if you see like something trending and you're like, oh my God, this new trend just it's a it a, now that you hear it from me or hear it from anybody it'll make you like reel it back in a little bit and be like you know what I don't really think this white girl invented gold hoops <laughs> you know what I mean that's all I mean spinky so speaking of inventions I wanted to go through like five cool inventions that I thought was like oh like I actually just learned this myself when I was trying to 
research and like give you guys some tea about black inventions, I learned all of these myself. And there's a lot of cool ones like peanut butter and I think the washer and dryer and just so many things that we use on a day-to-day -day basis that were invented by black people. But I have five here that I wanted to share with you guys. So the first one I have is the ice cream scooper, which I had no idea. Like, that is so crazy because some things in life, I forget that someone even had to invent it. Like, you know, we're just so used to having things like a spoon. Like a spoon just feels like it just appeared. Like a spoon is supposed to be given to me at all times. Like it's a spoon, you know, like that's how I feel about an ice cream scooper. Like someone actually, but no, someone actually invented that. Like everything we use every day has been invented by somebody. So the ice cream scooper was invented by someone named Alfred Crail. I don't know how to say the last name, but Alfred, Alfred. And he invented the ice cream scooper, allowing kids to have larger scoops than spoonfuls. I'm like, yes, he was for the people. Like, he wanted people and the kids to have more ice cream than just one tablespoon. That's not enough. So I thank you. I thank you for the ice cream scooper. The second one, the home security system. African-American nurse Mary Brown devised an early security unit for her own home. She and her husband took out a patent for the system in the same year, and they were awarded the patent three years later in 1969. Home security systems commonly used today took various elements from her design. That is so iconic. Like, the home security system? What? Like, that has saved so many people's lives and continues to save people's lives, save people's belongings, and keep people and make people feel safe every day. Like, that is probably the coolest invention someone can make is the invention of safety. <laughs> so I had no idea. I didn't. I don't think I knew about any of the things I'm reading to you guys, honestly. Number three, potato chips. Okay, this is probably the best invention literally of all time because because of this invention, I got my favorite chip, the Hot Cheetos. So, I mean, this person takes the cake. The potato chip was invented by George Croom, or also known as George Speck. I think he changed his last name over time, but George was working as a chef in a resort in New York a customer sent his dish of french fries back to the kitchen, claiming they weren't good. In an irritated fit, George cut the potatoes as thinly as possible, fried them until they were burnt crisp, and threw a generous generous handful of salt on top of them. Thus, the chip was born. Okay, <laughs> I love how the chip was born out of being petty. Like, period. <laughs> like, that's such a mood. He was like, you know what? Fuck you. Let me go make some chips. <laughs> You know, I hope that I make something that's significant one day out of being petty because that's kind of iconic. But the chips, like I eat chips literally every day. That, re that reminds me, there's this sound of Bella Hadid talking about, I literally eat pizza like every, every day. It's like, girl, you know, you don't eat no pizza every day. Look at you. But I eat, I eat chips every day. And I think that's going to be believable because I'm getting thick, but I actually do at least eat like a bag of chips every day. So I would probably say this is my favorite invention of all time. And so thank you, George, for this. Number four, Lida. Why am I butchering names? Like this is the worst thing I could do on Black History Month. Lida, Lida, Lida Newman. Lida Newman is the inventor of the hairbrush. I did not know this. Like I feel like this is one that I should have known. Like I knew about the traffic light. I knew about that, but I feel like hairbrush is something I should have known. 
But yeah, she invented what we know today as the hairbrush, literally something we use every single day. So inventor and women's rights activist Lita Newman is best known for the newly designed hairbrush patent and patent in her effort to fight for women's rights, particularly women's suffrage. Newman's hairbrush was patented in 1898 when she was 13, 13 years old. Newman's interest in making this newly designed hairbrush began when she would do her hair and started doing other women's hair after moving to New York. In search to find a more efficient way to fix her client's hair, Newman invented the new hairbrush style. So cool. And what's so cool, the reason why I think black people have invented so many things is because black people understand the struggle, if I'm being honest. And when you understand the struggle, you have to figure out how to make it. And you have to figure out things and you put tools together to figure out what's best for you, especially in a society that wasn't necessarily built or made for you. Like, you know, this black woman's trying to get through her hair texture and there's nothing, like she can't just go grab she just can't be Ariel and grab a fork. Like, we just can't do that. So she had to figure out a way. How can she comb her clients and her hair out? So she invented the hairbrush. And if you think about a lot of inventions, obviously they come from the idea of a lack of something. Like, you're inventing something to make it more efficient for something that you need to do. I feel like black people have always kind of had to figure out a way. Yeah, figure out a way. And that's why a lot of things are invented by black people. And last but not least, the mailbox, another thing we use every single day. So the mailbox was invented in 1891 by Philip Downing as a solution to visiting the post office every time he wanted to mail a letter. Downing invented the first outdoor mailbox that featured a hinged door that kept the letter secure, but also kept out rain and snow. Iconic. And I hope that you learned something new today, too, because I literally had no idea. A part of me felt bad that I didn't know. But then again, like, if you're not taught this in school, you're not going to know. So that's what that's like literally the purpose of Black History Month is to discuss things like this and have these conversations and for all of us to continue to learn. So with that being said, happy Black History Month. Oh, we can't forget Imani's final thoughts. For Imani's final thoughts, I want to just kind of reiterate what I've already said in the sense of this is the time for you to educate yourself and to learn about black culture and to learn about black people and what black people go through on a on a you know on an everyday scale. A lot of times we do see a lot of trauma on the news, but it's not enough to just watch it and then like send prayers or feel bad, but more like figure out why this is happening in our country and like figure out how we can be the change and figure out you know, what you can do as an individual to make sure this behavior doesn't happen to your fellow brother and sister, you know, like if you're in a room and you hear a microaggression, like stand up for people, you know, I feel like this month allows people to be even more hyper aware and then hopefully they can take that energy and take it into the rest of the year. But most of all, this month is to highlight black excellence and to talk about black success, which is why I didn't want to talk about the trauma because we see it every day as is. And we know that racism exists and we know that police brutality does exist. But black people are so much more than a clip or a piece of news in that degree. Like we have so much to offer and have invented so many cool things and will continue to inspire society and basically make society what it is today. So those are my final thoughts. And once again, thank you so much for listening today. Today's podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe to Dear Imani on YouTube and you can watch all of the filmed versions of Dear Imani or also my vlogs. Make sure you follow the Dear Imani podcast on Instagram. I think I say all of this on the outro, but I'm just saying it to you today as well. And then five stars, please. Five stars on the podcast. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And don't forget to go follow Black Girls Doing Life on Instagram and watch us just do some do some fire things this year, baby. Like, we're about to keep growing that account and we'll just see where it goes. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and happy Black History Month. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dearymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!